ready to launch? Yes. Let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Haley, and we are the Lawyers Who Launch. Haley, we are busy professionals, mothers, and wives. Why on earth are we talking about hobbies today? Who has time for this? Well, Amy, we all prioritize the things in our lives that are important to us, and hobbies certainly fall into that. Some people make it a priority to do hobbies that fulfill them, and that helps keep a good balance in their lives. I know you've made time for some hobbies in your life that you've really committed to for years now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. In our last episode, we talked about lists, and I referenced my workout journal and the way I use lists to plan my workouts for the week. But we didn't really get into the details of my workouts. I should start with this. My name is Haley, and I am obsessed with my Peloton. If you have one, you understand. If you don't, you've probably seen the memes mocking people like me and my intense love. What is it that you love most about this hobby? Excuse me, the lifestyle of Peloton. Well, this is where I do my best thinking. I can clear my brain. It is in my house, so I don't have to go anywhere to use it, which has been really critical for me in the last year, although I have had it for a number of years and have relied upon it even before I was home all the time. But it also brought me into a great community of fellow Peloton people. One specific community is a group of women that love Peloton, are lawyers, and are moms. And I could do a full episode just on this awesome group and what they have brought into my life. My Peloton lifestyle isn't just about riding my bike to nowhere. It is also about the community that this company has created to bring people together to share their lives which has been especially important in this last year when we haven't been able to connect in person with people. Our online communities have really been there to support us through these difficult and strange times. But beyond the community, my workouts are also something that I can share with my family. I do different workouts with my daughter. We love to do meditations at night before we go to sleep. We will do short, fun workouts. And then sometimes my husband, my daughter, and I will do family workouts. And that is really a lot of fun. Now, Amy's giving me the eyes. And I could talk about my Peloton for hours. But I won't because... Amy, as I promised you before we started recording, I know this is not a Peloton-themed podcast, but we are still doing Lawyers Who Launch. 
Haley, how do you fit this into your busy life? That is a great question and a question I get a lot from people who I talk about this with because if you know me, you know I will constantly talk to you about it. But ultimately, it is something that is really important to me, and I rely upon it to keep me sane and grounded and more able to be present both professionally and personally. So it's something that I prioritize. So at the beginning of talking about this, I referenced our previous episode about lists, and that's the way that I practically am able to accomplish this prioritization. So every Monday, I map out what workouts I want to do and the time that each one is going to take me. And that way, as I'm going through my week, I can fit it into my schedule and I'm making time for me, but I'm not sacrificing my other obligations. And I find that that has really helped me create the balance of something that I really like to do and is really important to me. But also, I figure out how to do it without making myself too crazy. I love what you said about prioritizing what is important to you to make time for a hobby. I've found that I have different hobbies during different seasons of my life. What do you mean by different seasons? In different seasons of life, my time commitments and my obligations have been more or less intense or more or less structured. For example... Before I had kids, I was able to devote the time to a hobby of learning to play the piano. I was able to meet with a teacher weekly at a set date on a set time, and that worked because I didn't have other time commitments or obligations that I would have to sacrifice to make that happen. Amy, that's really interesting. What made you choose the piano? Honestly, it started because it was something that I always wanted to learn. But I found that the time that I spent learning and practicing was really a retreat for me to clear my mind and just be present, enjoying and concentrating the piece that I was working on. And as I said earlier, during this time, I just had more flexibility in my schedule and I had fewer commitments to work around so that I could really prioritize learning from a teacher in person to get started. This was something that I committed to on a weekly basis as well as practicing daily or as close to daily as I could at home. In my current season of life, having two little kids at home, working full-time, the coordination it would take for a weekly in-person piano class is just not a priority for me anymore. Instead, I've signed up for an on-demand online piano class that will allow me to learn and practice at my own pace, on my own schedule, and in my own home. Making time to pursue this is definitely still a priority for me, but the execution looks a lot different now. So one of the things I hear you saying about the way that you've incorporated learning to play the piano into your life is that when your life situation has changed, you have been able to reconfigure this hobby to still work for you, but it doesn't become a burden and it doesn't become a problem, but you're able to do it in a way that works for your family. So a lot of what we are discussing is about making intentional decisions about what is important to you and how to achieve that balance in a way that works for your life. 
Similar to how piano gave me a creative outlet, you have some hobbies that spark your creativity too, don't you? Yes. So one of the things that I have been doing forever since I was a little girl, my mom taught me at a young age about needlework. So mostly that includes needlepoint and counted cross stitch. I've also done a little knitting and crocheting, but I really prefer needlepoint. Amy, do you remember the rag shop? I do. And what a classic name. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm so glad you remember that because that was the place that we would always go to get those crafts. They closed many years ago, and now it is so hard to find good needlework kits. Apparently, it is not a popular craft. So the store's don't have good options. And quite frankly, I don't really like most of the options. So to anyone that's listening that knows what I'm talking about and does needlework, if you could help me out by giving me some good recommendations for actual needlecraft that is more aesthetically pleasing and something I may want to actually put up in my house, please let me know. I would really appreciate that. So to that point, I do these periodically because I love the practice of doing them, but usually I don't hang them up because I don't really like the way that they look. Haley, you bring up a really interesting point. It sounds like you enjoy the process of your hobby of needlework a lot more than the final product. And I think that really speaks to how we can use and benefit from hobbies. We are so results-oriented with our work Our hobbies don't have to be about results. They can be about the process. That's exactly it. It is all about the practice of focusing on something and using my hands and going through the process that is so satisfying and really feeds a creativity in me. And the result is entirely unimportant because I'm never going to see it again until I dig up an old box that's somewhere in my basement at some later date. Similar to the needlework, I decided to try one of those paint-by-number kits. Have you seen those? I have. You're talking about the ones for adults, right? Yes, I am. (laughs) For those who haven't seen it, they're gaining more popularity, especially in recent times when people are home all the time. And you get a canvas And the design of whatever it is that you're going to be painting is mapped out with little tiny numbers that coordinate to the paint color. So I thought, oh, this is kind of a similar idea to my needlework. Let's try it. I don't really think it's my thing, though. I can't really identify why exactly it didn't really resonate with me, but I abandoned it not even halfway through, and I just don't really have a desire to finish it. But this is a really popular craft, and a lot of people are loving doing these paint-by-numbers. And I think there's a real value in trying a hobby and just deciding, you know what, this isn't for me. There's no pressure. You can try something different. One hobby that has always worked for me and my schedule is reading. Same. I love to read, and that is something I try to intentionally carve time out for. I feel better and more like myself when I can indulge in a great book. 
And that's something I can usually make time for even in the busiest seasons of my life. By keeping a book by my bedside, a Kindle book on my phone, if I have a spare 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I can spend that time reading. Amy, what kind of books do you like to read? I really like to read a little bit of everything, but I find I enjoy nonfiction more in smaller spurts when I know I may be picking it up and putting it down more frequently. When I know I have a little more time to escape into it, I'll pick up a great fiction book. But I'm usually reading multiple books at the same time. What are you currently reading now? I just finished The Lincoln Conspiracy by Brad Meltzer, which was excellent. Highly recommend. And I'm also currently reading Adventuring Together by Greta Eskridge, which I'm really looking forward to. It's been on my list for a long time. What about you, Haley? I know you love to read too. How do you fit reading in? Well, every night before I go to sleep, I do some reading. Really every single night. The amount I read varies greatly between nights, but it's rare that a night goes by when I don't read at least one page. What's currently on your nightstand? Well, right now, I'm currently reading the next book in the Twilight series, actually. It's about Edward's perspective on the first book that was written mostly from Bella's perspective. It's really, really interesting and fits in with what I usually like to read, which is easy fiction books, just something that is enjoyable and fun. Fun fact about me, though, is I am a crazy book hoarder because I go through books relatively quickly. So you ask what's on my nightstand, and the book I'm reading is on my nightstand, but underneath the book I'm reading is about six other books And then I've got another 10 more on the floor. So my dad is so excited about Lawyers Who Launch that he's building me a bookcase for my launch present. That's so sweet. Isn't it? And everyone in my house is really excited about this because now I can wrangle all of my books and put them in one place so no one is tripping over them in my bedroom. Another thing that I'm really excited about with the bookcase is... I like to revisit books that I've already read before. When I read for pleasure, part of my brain just shuts off and I do not retain the information that I've read. So I can read the same book multiple times and it's pretty new to me every single time. And for me, it's part of the escape and almost meditative process of reading at night because I can relax, enjoy, my brain is resting, and then when I finish the book, the whole content is removed from my head. I think that's really interesting because I find that while I read a lot and I often read multiple books at the same time, I don't have any trouble differentiating the different plots and characters between the books. The thought of reading multiple books at once makes my head spin a little bit, but it really shows the power of reading and how we can make it work for ourselves, even though we go about it from very different perspectives. And even though we read in very different ways, we obviously both have made reading a priority, even if the amount of time we spend doing it is pretty limited. In a busy or stressful season, Sometimes it feels hard to justify carving out time for a hobby, 
but I think it's in those seasons that you may most benefit from spending time on a hobby. My hobbies tend to find the right balance of keeping my attention, but not so much that it feels like work. I like a hobby that really helps me focus on one task and almost brings me a meditative quality where I am focusing on one thing at one time, but not so much that it feels hard or burdensome. And as I said earlier, it's also okay to try a hobby and not have it work out. There's value in just trying something new. I agree. There's no pressure. I would also add that a great ongoing hobby should help you feel more like yourself. It could provide an escape. It can relax you or challenge you in a very different way than your work does. It can give you clarity and help you come back to your work and your personal life feeling refreshed and renewed. So we'd like to invite you, our listeners, to think about hobbies this week. Do you have a hobby? We'd love to hear about it. Is there something you would like to try? Or is there a hobby you think we should try? We love trying new things. Follow us at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram and let us know. So now we are at our Say It Out Loud segment. Amy, you first. I really loved the point that you brought up about your needlework. So what I'm going to say out loud this week is that a hobby doesn't have to be productive. That is, it doesn't need to produce something tangible. It's enough that I enjoy the time that I'm spending with that hobby. What about you, Haley? What do you need to say out loud this week? So this week, I'm saying out loud that I have a new hobby that I love, and that is editing our podcast. I'm having so much fun learning the different programs that we're using. And unlike my needlework, we are producing something that has real value to us. And we hope that it has real value to you. And we would love to hear your thoughts on what we're doing. And if there's anything that we can bring to you that you guys are craving. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram. Have a great day.